You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. You know, when people ask me, what my kind of North Star is, what I think about when it comes to, you know, why I love technology, why I am all in on this space. You might hear me say things like, you know, I'm focused on the, the harmony between technology and humanity, or I, I really love the idea of us as humans being able to do more about what we're great at or what we are, you know, kind of we're put onto this world to do. But the truth is there's actually kind of a bigger piece of this for me. And it's really been like this for a long while, but I look at, you know, how do we, how can I tell or believe that what we're doing is going to make a greater impact, you know, long-term in this world. And it's actually just one thing. Like I want the world and individuals in the world to feel less alone. That I believe that with more technology, our more connectivity that we have in the world, somehow we've actually become more isolated and oftentimes feel more alone. And on this episode, I'm going to dial into why, well, you're doing better than you think you are and some of the mindset hacks that can kind of help us get through a lot of these hurdles. And truthfully, uh, they're ones that I've had to use as of recent as well. Of course, before we get in that, definitely give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. If you're looking to level up or maybe just you know kind of increase your, your ability to talk about all things Web3, crypto, NFTs, metaverse, and of course... Uh, things like creator coins and where all of these things kind of come play together. Definitely check out the crypto business conference. Now, we have to give a shout out for uh, our, our mint, uh, and we're not going really far back on this one. Uh, and it might be one of my favorite art pieces that I've minted in a long while. And she just happens to be a past guest of the podcast. And so uh, Amanda, who goes by uh, Illustra Amanda or Illustrator Amanda, and it's shrunk down there, fi- uh, launched her project, which is known as the Phoenix Project. And uh, for those that remember that episode, uh, she was actually the original artist that it was discovered that uh, the original artist of Crypto Chicks was actually using her art to build that original collection. And and they were able to come together uh, as two communities. There's a new team involved with Crypto Chicks, and we were able to bring Maddie on. And Amanda joined us with her translator uh, on the podcast. And I just loved her, her vision. I love, you know, I'm a huge fan. Not really the underdog story. It's more of like the, wow, thank God for Web3. Because let's face it, in Web2, actually since the beginning of time, Artists have had their things copied and ripped off and taken advantage of. And not only was uh, Amanda not aware of that, but once she was, she was able to come on board and, and she's been kind of teasing out this collection that she's had for a good while. 
And I will tell you, I mean, not only did I, we mint one for the collection, but I, I minted like five, and then I wanted more, and I minted five more, and it actually just sold out. It sold out in less than uh, about 18, or I guess it was probably like 18 hours, I think, total, or maybe right around that 24-hour mark. Uh, so big shout-out to her and uh, the entire team over there. But I just love, you know, the art is, is really dynamic. Uh, and actually, one of the things that I was looking at is like, what about this art, other than the fact that she's a talented artist, what about it stands out for me when I'm looking at like traits and properties? Because, you know, everything from eye color to one eye open, one eye closed, you know, some have horns, some have wings, some have long hair, short hair, whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, I'm absolutely addicted to uh, this collection. Uh, love the colors that were used. So much of this is, is just really something, uh, you know, vibrant. And we got a really cool one for uh, the collection as well. So excited to have Amanda uh, in the, the collection uh, and excited for artists. You know, for me, this is an example that I think we can all look towards, right? When you feel, when you, when, when something bad happens or you are made aware of someone, you know, stealing something from you, you don't even, you don't even understand what possibly could come out of it, right? She wasn't familiar with NFTs, knew nothing really of that, of this space. And yet, because she was notified about this, it opened a door. She just launched a 5,000 plus piece collection and it sold out in 18 hours. I mean, to me, that's not even an underdog story. That's like the the inspiration story that we can kind of you know kind of bleed off of this. And and I and I say that because you know there there is a lot of you know fud and negativity going on in the space right now. And you know it's hard to kind of get away from that, right? And it's it's easy to be consumed. And I like that you know these two aren't exactly the same, but you know all of us remember early on in the pandemic. And I don't know if if you were like me. But early on in the pandemic, I could not stop watching the news. Like I would flip between CNN, CNBC, Fox News. I would be on Twitter. I would have YouTube videos live streaming. And I was just like consumed by every ounce of it, right? It was something that, that had never happened in our lifetime before. But there, there came a point, and I think many of us, we either recognized the point or we got to a point of, of no return and realized, okay, we need to throttle in what this energy is that we're bringing in. But there's, almost, there's only so much that we can handle, especially of things that are outside of our control. And I for, I, for one, can be, that can be very frustrating. I, I, I can tell you, it's frustrating me like, like no other, right? Like, I believe we are putting out, you know, better content, more dynamic content. Our videos have increased. Our backgrounds uh, are different now. Our, you know, our guests are world-class. And for me, these are all the things that we've been building upon since we launched the podcast. But unfortunately, the market's down, right? So that means less people looking for podcasts, less people wanting to consume uh, educational content. And so in a way... Not only can it be frustrating, but it can be extremely um, consuming of everything that you're doing. And you can start to question yourself. You can start, and, and let's just be truthful, I, I, I've been there, right? I'm like, man, I'm not sure, do people even want this anymore? Or, or why am I doing this? Like there's other podcasts, there's other Twitter spaces going on, whatever that may be. And, and when we look at our NFT collection, or we look at crypto as a whole right now, it's easy for us to go, man, there's... The projects I believed in, there's no activity right now. Or the floor has like that 0 
one with the little bar next to it, which really just means they don't really want to make you super upset. So they don't tell you how many zeros are in the floor price. And I'm very thankful for that. I, I don't say thank you very much to OpenSea, but you know, thank you OpenSea for not like giving us, you know, I, I call it the Shiba Inu zeros, right? Like when my dad talks about Shiba Inu, he's like, yeah, we're going to knock a zero off. And I'm like, let me know when, when enough zeros are off that it equals one penny. Cause to me, that's just too many zeros to, to the right of the decimal point. And, and that can be some of our, our favorite projects, but the, one of the things that I think it's really important for us to, to do is not only take a step back and recognize that the world as a whole, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of things that are happening, a lot of frustrations, a lot of you know, everything from you know, supply chain to uh, cost of living to gas prices to the war, the war going on. Of course, you know, continued pandemic uh, side effects. But we also are going through a time where we are forced now to like re-examine what are the jobs that we like? What are the things that we like to do? And I know I've been talking to a lot of my friends and they are like, Brian, I finally was forced to stop and now I don't want to go back to work to where I was working before, but I had a certain style of living and, and that cost a lot of money. And, and now I'm stuck in this like weird mental spot where like, how do I manage that? And for a lot of people, it's things that we've never dealt with before. And so I, I say all that because it's one. It's important to take a step back. The other thing that is important to do is just to remember that we can't be comparing ourselves to one month ago, three months ago, six months ago. And we oftentimes can't even compare ourselves directly to every other project. Like I, I'm very blessed in one way, in one case, because because we're buying an NFT every single day, because my focus is this podcast with education, I am, I am everywhere, right? I am in all kinds of Twitter spaces, tons of different discords. And so for me, I get a very, I, I get to be exposed to a, a pulse and a really a expectation or even the bar um, as, a, as a community as a whole. But if you're an NFT founder and you're listening to this right now, and I know we have a lot of NFT founders listening to this, it can be really, when you log into your Discord and realize that you went from an average of, you know, 200, you know, people being average every single day, you know, two months ago to now maybe you have 12 people that are average every day. And it's easy for us to go to that place of what the hell did I do wrong? And in some cases, one of the biggest mistakes we can do is actually just start to do everything completely different. Because the, one of the things we just have to own and recognize is that a lot of this is outside of our control. But at the same time, a lot of just is like a perfect opportunity for us to think about ways that we can really do what people want, right? Like in this moment, the people that are here, the people that are active in your Discord, I don't care if you have four people active in your Discord, those four people are there for a reason. Rather than us believing like, oh man, I, I have to change everything I'm doing, why not double down and, and have the conversation with the, those four people and recognize, okay, what can we do to serve you? And I, and I think this also kind of can, uh, you know, can be a kind of a ripple effect across how we manage expectations of what we are going to do moving forward. And that can include the NFT projects that we're buying. You know, I think this is one that is really sad is that, you know, just because a project sold out in December does not mean that same team with the same marketing and the same audience is going to sell out in August by doing the same things. And there's proof of this. There are lots of projects right now. If you go back and look at the last three weeks, there are projects that kind of rested on the fact that, wait a second, you know, I'm just going to drop it at this price. My community is, is, is you know, really active and engaged. We have one of the best communities in all of the space. 
But the truth is, even the best communities have people that are impacted by a lot of these variables that are outside of our control. And now on top of that, of course, things like the price of crypto and regulation and even some of the things that are upcoming that we have never dealt with before, right? The ETH merge. A lot of the speculation around the ETH merge is on every side of the map you can imagine. Like I was, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and part of the podcast was talking about it's going to be the greatest thing for Ethereum and Ether ever. And that even though there'll probably be like a 24-hour, 48-hour dip, Ethereum is going to hit its all-time high or Ether is going to hit its all-time high by the end of the year. I switched to the next podcast. These are two podcasts that I love. I'm not going to put them out there, but two podcasts that I enjoy. The very next podcast said, this is probably going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to Ether and those that believe in Ether. And I was like, wait, wait, where's where's this coming from? And I was like, and they were like, well, part of the the problem is what happens if there's there's mirrored uh, NFTs on both the the proof of work and the proof of stake world. What happens if all of a sudden, because the smart contracts are handled differently and the miners are going to fork the blockchain, what happens if there is this, this just like this, uh, you know, let's just say smoke of uncertainty around the entire space. And, and let's face it, the main utility of ether or the Ethereum blockchain are smart contracts, right? Like if we think about, take a step back of it, like Bitcoin doesn't really have a utility. And before the Bitcoin maxis come down and bark down my throat, Bitcoin is is working to be that you know proof of tender, that that currency component, right? Where that's where they're you know kind of set their stake. But you know Ethereum has that a lot going on. And the reason I say that is not to focus on Ethereum as a whole, but just to recognize two podcasts, two you know that I respect. Both of them are looking at a a date that is, what, 17 days away from now? And they have the most extreme opposite views. And here's the truth. Neither one of them know. Neither one of them have ever dealt with a merge of this sort of the Ethereum blockchain. No one has. And so that uncertainty in a time where we are under pressure or we are feeling the need to continue to level up and, and always improve can oftentimes lead for us to go to extremes. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm for one is just, I don't like extremes on any side. Like I look at politics, I look at religion, and I look at the extremes on all sides of being the problem, right? That they're not even willing to learn or listen to or view what the other side um, stands for or believes in and how the hell would we ever compromise or move forward and collaborate. And so if you're sitting here right now and you're one like me, right, you'll go to your open sea and you're just praying. You're like, you know what? I listed some NFTs. I just hope one of them sold. And you just scroll down your activity tab for those that know where the activity tab is. Uh, and you scroll down the activity tab and then you realize like, wait a second, all these just say no longer listed and there's no transfers. There's no sales. And you're like, damn it. So then you're like, wait, should I relist it for less? And now you're like, I'm really going to take a bath on this. I'm really going to lose some money. And I will tell you, one of the things that I just did recently was I moved a couple of my NFTs that I was looking to sell. I moved them to my hardware wallet and with the, with the clear idea of I'm not going to touch them until October. I just made the idea that I'm, you know what, Brian, it's not doing me any good. I'm not going to, even if I sold it for a little bit less than what I listed it for recently, I wouldn't feel good about it. And even that liquidity isn't going to open up a door for me in a way that I would, you know, that I would need it in this space. And so I say that because it's so easy for us to look at those type of things. The other things we can look at is like the must be nice 
my mindset, right? And and this is one of my things that we we really have to work to get through, right? Where you know I didn't get I didn't get picked on the the Utes, uh, you know, list that was going on. You know, Utes is a NFT project that is put on by the D Gods uh, community, which has you know has a great reputation, and they did they did their entire marketing differently. And I tip my hat to anyone that's involved in that team. Uh, this is the best marketing pivot since Goblin Town, in my personal opinion. And what they did is they made you apply on their website to get to get the you know get your application approved and then they're tweeting out everyone's uh, app each person's application you know tagging them in a twit tweet a twit <laughs> tagging them in a twit tagging them in a in a tweet and letting the, you know people know that they were selected and it's so easy for us to to look at that and go man must be nice to be picked it must and I I had that feeling at first but you know what I thought of and I and I sent out the tweet this morning as I said you know what it's okay it's okay that I wasn't selected and you know what the cool thing is. I love that they're innovating and they're trying things new. And so I'm going to champion them. And so I literally quote retweeted their thing today and said, congrats to everyone that got selected and kudos to the team for innovating and pushing things forward. I, for one, I know that I am going to be cheering for them. And, and I think that actually is a great, you know, kind of approach that we can all take to this is that if we think about it in the sense that we know that right now it is a small group. And most projects are just stealing liquidity from each other, right? When one project shoots off right now, how many other projects are their floors getting crushed because people are liquidating from this side to buy it on this side? We're not getting that influx of new you know, liquidity. We haven't had an airdrop like we had with like the ENS uh, domains like we had in the past. And all of those things, it, it's very, very volatile. And even, you know, projects where I see it launch, I'm like, oh, this is one. This is a great one. And it shoots up. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, no, 48 hours. It's going back down. Oh, no, 72. Oh, I bet you in a week it's going to be at, you know, 0.02. And part of that is just to recognize that if that's the, the, the baseline at the moment, it's okay. Like, that idea of it's being, it's okay to be okay, also has to recognize that it's okay that right now things aren't to the expectations that you want. And it's not about settling where we are right now, but it's just owning the fact that some things are outside of our control and we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace. Like when I look at my wallet, I mean, I did this last night. I looked at my wallet and there's, there's one NFT in there. I'm like, Fanzo. And this was literally what I said out loud. Fanzo, what the hell were you thinking? Like, how the hell did I, why did I buy that NFT on the secondary market for that price? And it's because I was comparing it to what it was worth right now. And what I did was I actually clicked on it, I clicked on the Ether scan, and, I, and I, I took myself back to that day. And I was like, oh, I remember now. I remember watching all of the triggers and the signals, and I needed to get into that, that project right then because it was going to give me the, the opportunity to mint these two other things. And because I was able to do that, I was able to be a part of this other community. And it was in that moment that I realized, oh, it was actually a smart play. Even though something, you know, with the floor there was so much lower right now, and I couldn't sell it for 20% of what I bought it for. I had to go back and put myself in my spot there and recognize what can I learn from from in those moments. The last thing I want to just kind of put out there for everyone that's in the space as well is just be careful who you surround yourself with. You know, there are people that, that they, they feed and breed into that negativity. And it's, it's important to keep people around you that are real and that, that are not just yes men or yes women or yes non-binary, whatever that may be. Like, it's important to have people around you that keep things real. But it's also important sometimes the situation you're in, you kind of just have to mute some people. 
The mute button is a beautiful button. I use it on a regular basis. It's one of my favorite buttons to use on all of social media. I use it on Instagram. I use the hell out of it on Facebook, right? Because I can only take so many vacations from a couple of my friends that just happen now to be living this, like, I don't know, they went on a sabbatical. I think they're making up their own definition of sabbatical, and they're just traveling around the world and posting their food all day. And, and I, I'm happy for them, but there is a point where I just have to hit that beautiful mute button. And the thing that we have to own in this, in this world right now is that nobody, not Facebook, not Twitter, not Instagram, not Discord, gets to decide for you what you let into your world. Yes, you can tell me the algorithm. Guess what happens if you, with an algorithm, if you don't follow people that are negative, if you aren't liking and engaging in negative uh, content, guess what the algorithm will stop showing you? Negative content and negative people and negative things. And so who you follow who you're willing to mute or, I mean, I, one of my favorite buttons is mute for 30 days because I kind of feel like I'm giving someone like, it's a little bit of, like I'm grounding them a little bit. Like I need you to just kind of go away for 30 days. And the truth is I don't ever remember when that 30 days is up. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, look who's on my feed. Like, oh, Drew's back. And I, I haven't muted Drew. Not, not yet. I mean, Drew's moving and he has his dog right now. And, you know, he has some cute, cute photos there wearing his Drew uh, merchandise, whatever that may be. But I, I say that because, there is something empowering in taking back the energy that we let in. And there's also something empowering for just letting, giving ourselves grace. And maybe it's taking a break. I'll say it here on the podcast. You don't hear this from many people. I perfectly respect and, and would champion anyone that right now just says, you know what? I need a couple weeks break from everything NFTs and Web3, and that includes NFT365. And I respect that. I own that. I, I, I champion that because I believe if that's where you are at and that's what you believe is what's best for you, then it's not doing you any good to be listening to the podcast, it's not doing you any good to be living in this space. The last thing I'll say, though, is don't make this an opportunity to isolate yourself. Rather, make it an opportunity to mute and tune out some of the bad news and the negativity and start amplifying and celebrating and leaning in to those that inspire you, those that motivate you. Like nobody will ever say that you're helping them too much, you care too much about them, or you're celebrating them too much. Nobody. Even the amazing Taylor Swift. Did you guys watch the VMAs last night? Taylor Swift announced another new album, which for me as a massive Swifty, I was like, really? I mean, I, I'm already like addicted to her last three albums. Now I have to, you know, jump on board onto our new one, which I love what she's going with that new one. But you know what I felt was interesting is I watched Taylor Swift in the audience when people started chanting her name and were clapping for her. And I could feel that her like appreciation for that. And when she went up on stage and she was like, you know, I'm going to have to drop another, uh, I'm going to drop another album. And you could tell it's like her way of saying thank you. And, you know, if someone like Taylor Swift still appreciates and needs and, and desires and it, and it feels good to her for being celebrated and championed and supported, I can guarantee you there are tons of people in your world, in your ecosphere, in your community. If you're a project founder, why not champion those that are in your community? Here's, here's a great idea for you. You know what? You're like, you know what? I don't know what's going on with my community, but we've really shrunk in our numbers. Why not do a couple interviews with some of those members and celebrate them? Put out tweets that are celebrating the people that are still active in your community. Why not go to some other project founders that you actually support and love and say, hey, why don't you come in and, and, and speak in our Discord? We'd love to hear what you guys have going on. 
Like it is a great opportunity for that, but it's also just a, a great spot to just remember that you're doing a lot better than you think you are. You're doing a lot better than you feel like you are. And that if you're still here and you still believe in this entire space, you believe that the, it's not okay to go back to the way of the old pre-pandemic. If you believe that we can reimagine a future where transparency and truth and trust and community are the future of business, then you're in the right place. And the timing is going to come around and these variables that are out of our control that are negatively impacting us, it's going to be one hell of a feeling when those variables outside of our control are positively impacting us. Because those are the days that we are doubling down, we are all in, we are believers. But those days feel a hell of a lot better when you make it through days like right now and these times like right now. And so for everyone that's listening to this, if you're dialed into this podcast right now, you know how good it's going to feel as things start to emerge, as we start to redefine what the future looks like, redefine the NFT projects that we want to support, help empower you know, BIPOC and LGBTQ plus and women-led projects to you know, have the voices and the impact that they all deserve. That is what we have to come. The thing that we just have to recognize is that we have to get through these current days and it can be tough, it can be lonely, you can feel like you want to give up. But giving up doesn't get us anywhere. And I don't know about you. I haven't stopped believing in what's possible. And I haven't stopped believing in the idea that we can reimagine a future that can really change the way we look at every aspect of our lives. Of course, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. It is happening in beautiful San Diego, or I sometimes call it San Diego, you know, even in our show notes the last couple episodes. Uh, and hey, it's just being transparent. That's kind of how I work. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I, I love the lineup of speakers. They're not only some of my really close friends, but some of the best speakers as presenters that you're going to see in the NFT space, right? And I think there is something to be said about that shared experience, right? I love the idea of going to an event not just because of the speaker, but because when I go into the hallway, everyone in the hallway just watched the same speaker I did. And we now have that like bonding and that you know co-creation, co-collaboration component uh, available to us. So definitely check them out, socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. And I will leave you with this. For those that are watching on YouTube, you can see it. But my shirt just says, we are all human. Every single one of us, no matter your race, your religion, your sexual orientation, your job, no matter how many board apes you have or how many board apes you don't have, we are all human and we all have to recognize that together we're going to be on, we're going to do bigger things together and alone we go down places that we don't need to go. And so I, I will say, you know, our mantra here, of course, is we is greater than me. And part of that we is just, you know, recognizing that, you know, in times like this, it's a great time to reach out to others. So if you are listening to this the whole time, you're like, you know what? I'm not negatively impacted. I've been rolling. I'm, I'm ready to go. I understand all this. I've been here before, Brian. I've been in crypto since 1975, whatever you've been in crypto from, because I always like to hear that. If you're feeling the other way, do us all a favor and reach out to someone. Reach out to someone each day and just check in on them. See what you can do to help them. And oftentimes, just letting them know that you care about them is all they need to keep going. And I think if we can each do that, we can each take it upon ourselves to reach out to just one person and let them know, hey, I see what you're doing. I believe in what we're, that you're doing and just keep on keeping on. I think we can help each other kind of get through these days, these down days, these bear markets, and we have this future ahead of us. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Yeah.
the Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is over.